Alright, what is happening people? Welcome to another episode of Mustard MMA, here to chat about all things UFC, had a big week, had some big fights going on, got lots of news, so we'll get stuck right into that. Young Matthew, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday evening? You got a top knot in your hair, we were just discussing, letting everyone down, letting the team down slightly, but otherwise, are you well? What do you reckon? What do you reckon? I was saying, I have to have it up because it's tickling my cheeks and my nostrils and it's making me sneeze, so... Well, you got no excuse now. The barbers are back open. You should be out there. I walked. I walked past the barbers yesterday, and there was a man sitting outside waiting on a chair. Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I just refused. I did go to the gym today. So it's a big three, isn't it? This week you got the gym, the barbers, and the pubs. So I've got it. pub booked on Friday. Have you? I've got went to the gym today, and it's just the barbers. It's the third one I've got to tick off. So you certainly need it more than me. I don't know why you're <laughs> you're chatting free to me. You've gone with the. Full on nineties curtains. Yeah, boy. You got there. We're bringing it back. You are bringing it back. Bring so, it. Uh, Backstreet's back. What, what all right. On Joseph. Proper nineties. Hey? Backstreet's back. All right. Proper nineties. Even the 90s. tops nineties. You've gone old school Adidas. <laughs> yeah, I'm having it. Having it. As was some fights at the weekend at UK time as well. I was watching them live, Joe. Uh, did you settle in with a what? A beer? A curry? Just chilling at home watching these. What was your setup? I did have a beer. I didn't watch them live in the end. I watched uh, I watched Jack Shaw live. Other than that, I had a beer and just uh, just dot, dotted about really. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of mooched around. What were you doing? What were you doing instead? Nothing. I played a bit of Call of Duty. Watched there was boxing on actually on Sky, so I watched bo- a bit of boxing. Uh, what, why is this? Um, just you don't want to watch the faff in between. No, I don't know really. It was just um, Saturday night. Obviously not doing anything, me- but I weren't really feeling it. Was I messaging it. you at all? Was I messaging you? Was I just giving away loads of spoilers? No, you weren't. Jack, Jack Shaw we messaged about, and then that was about it. Ah, oh, sweet, sweet. Jack Shaw looked good, didn't he? Yeah, we'll start, might as well start with Jack Shaw. I opened up the main... Well, no, he opened up the prelims. I think there were yeah. early prelims as well. I didn't see those. But opened up the prelims, Jack Shaw. Decent test against Hunter Azure. Bit of rhy- rhyming going on there. And uh, it was good, actually. Azure was a wrestler. I mean, I didn't know too much about him, but he was a wrestler, and Jack Shaw kind of beat him at his, his own game, outgrappled him, kind of got um, not close to finishing, but I would say he got in some very good positions and looked looked quite handy. Uh, so, decent performance. Bit of a dodgy scorecard. That will go down as a split decision now, which kind of always looks a little bit iffy to, to the eye when you're looking back, but otherwise, I thought, you know, I, thought, I didn't think it was a split decision. I thought he won it quite quite clearly, so... Good fight. I thought it was quite funny how impressed the commentators were with his grappling. As far as, far as I'm aware, he's always been a little bit grappling heavy, and uh, they sort of couldn't believe it. But I guess going up against American wrestlers, they've still got that that thing in their head where they just don't expect it to happen. So I think it, with how impressed they were, it kind of uh, built him up. That was a good like good uh, showcase for Jack Shaw right there. Yeah, definitely. They always slate the English wrestling, didn't they? I think yeah. even Dominic Cruz said. In England and in Ireland. Ireland, he's said, Welsh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't got a Scooby even still. It's not hard, is it? It's just a couple what, of countries in one big country. Nah, not wrestling. <laughs> Knowing what's in the UK and stuff. But wrestling is hard, but Jack Shaw is very good at it. I don't know what Hunter Ozier is like, but apparently he's a big old wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he's tre- tre- tremendous, saw, really, he just dominated. He? Yeah. Yeah, he just, it was a tremendous performance. He just dominated him, and Jack Shaw goes on in the bantamweight division. Excited to see who he gets next. Probably someone of a similar ilk. You don't want to rush him too far, but he looked really, really good. No, that's fair Impressive. Enough. I think he's got a good team around him and that as well, hasn't he? So, yeah, looks promising there. Someone else, another Brit. There's a few fights further on, a little bit up there. Moves himself into the top 10. I think it was 10, wasn't he? So, 
It was 10 against 11, wasn't it? So I don't know technically how that's going to work, but at least in terms of future fights, it sets him up for something better than that. Well, he's actually, I saw it drop uh, just now, actually. He's number eight, Joe. Okay. So I nice. don't know who's gone down below him yeah. without even fighting, so that's a bit harsh. But he's number eight. He's a single-figured top 10 fighter now. Only monsters from here on in. Arnold Allen, of course, we're talking about. I was very impressed, Joe. Very, very impressed. Um, what'd you make of it? Yeah, I was impressed. Obviously, would have liked to have seen a finish, and I think he would have liked to have seen it as well. That would have led to a bit of a call-out, like he said. Two knockdowns, one in one in each of the first two rounds. Can't really complain too much. He went for it and kind of gassed, him out, gassed himself out a little bit because of that. But I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Like I say, it just lacked that little spark. So I think the question now for Arnold Allen is... Going up against these killers, has he got that extra little bit of magic, that extra little bit of firework, you know, to really, really pull something off against the obviously the the killers that are up there now? But that's that's not to knock it at all. It was a great performance. He did what he needed to do against Sadiq Youssef, who is very dangerous. Landed a couple of good shots as well. So no, I thought it was good. But of course, as there always is, questions going into the next one. Yeah, I think it's always promising when the fire isn't. Like, it's such a massive win for him. He's a co-main event, beating Sadiq Yusuf, and he's still not totally satisfied. He said, oh, I wanted to finish. It's the first thing he said. I yeah. always think that's a good sign. Um, so something he's going to obviously go back and work on. But I thought he looked technically brilliant. I, oh, you yeah. talk about the commentators giving Jack Shaw uh, plaudits and stuff. They were lauding Arnold Allen uh, during this yeah, fight. So I'm, great I'm be, glad the world is sitting up and taking notice of him because he's an excellent fighter. He's, it's because he's so inactive that he doesn't really get a run going. But he's... He's in there now, Joe. He's in there. He's only got monsters ahead of him. There's a beat, Korean zombie. Uh, you got who else you got in there? Max Holloway knocking around. Calvin Katai, so many animals in there. And uh, Arnold Allen's going to have to face one of them next. Joseph, your matchmaker. Put your matchmaker curtains on. Who's he having? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a look at and gone through the proper list, but one that stands out that might be nice. I, I think that the Korean zombie fight's good. I like that one. I think it's kind of not too... You know, not too many steps ahead, but yeah. still a, a couple steps ahead. Uh, but obviously he's fighting Dan Ige, so if Dan Ige won, was to beat Korean Zombie, I think either of those two would be ideal, to be honest. So probably the winner of that fight. Yeah, I wouldn't be displeased with that, to be honest. I wouldn't be displeased with any of those above him, because it's such a stacked division. I just want Arnold Allen to get some continuity game with his game. Get a finish against a big, big opponent. And your prediction last week, Joe, within two fights, could be fighting for a title. Absolutely, absolutely. So we sh- should we look at the main event then? We've got our British lads out of the way. Obviously, like we say, the two people's main events that we had there. The main event itself would have obviously have been at the top of that tree for those same reasons, but Darren Till dropped out. Kevin Holland stepped in, went up against Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori came out with a convincing decision win. Won every round. I think uh, one judge even gave him a 10-8 in one of the rounds, so he kind of dominated it with the grappling. Um, I did think Vittori would win, and it was kind of because of those reasons, you know, how it played out in the end. Bigger, better grappling, just just heavier, really, in a lot of ways. So, I thought Kevin Holland came out and looked well. Obviously, he looked, he looked a little bit like a, a, a different kind of animal to his last fight. I think as much as um, he was kind of saying, you know, I'm never going to stop talking. This is what I do. I'm not really interested in the title. I just want to entertain and that kind of stuff. I do think when he's gone away and sat alone and thought to himself, it seems like he's probably gone out, actually... I'd like to make a better go of it if I could. So I think he did come back. He looked, if it if it could stop the takedown, I think he would have given Vittori a lot of problems throughout that fight. But he just couldn't do it. He's come out and said, you know, that is the issue. So he's going to go and get that 
sorted. But Marvin Vittori, you know, not the best of fights. Not the most aesthetically pleasing of fights. But, you know, who's to say he can't go on and do that against even better people like an Adesanya who he's already narrowly lost to in a split decision uh, a few years ago. So, yeah, what do you make of it? Yeah, I wish that Kevin Holland turned up against Derek Brunson. We might see yeah. a different sort of trajectory for him. But it's obviously what the problem is. I think he's quite a small middleweight, to be honest. I think he could probably even cut down. I don't know if that's doable. It's all right for me to say. But in actuality, it's probably a little bit difficult for him. But yeah, sort out the wrestling. He's certainly a talent. But at the minute, he's not a finished article. But I think Marvin Vittori isn't far from it. So I don't know... It's a bit of a mess for me, the middleweight division, Joe. It's a bit of a mess. It is. You've got Vittori versus Till. The winner of that is probably going to fight for the title because obviously Till's out. Where does Vittori go from there? He does a win over Kevin Holland warrant a title shot? I don't know. I think for me, he needs another one. I think maybe he does wait for Till to come back. Or if there's anyone else knocking around that I've forgotten about, I don't know. He did look good, but it weren't exactly impressive. It's always difficult when someone's going to pull out last minute, your game plan changes. Perhaps that was a part of the performance, just get the win, just get the win sort of thing. But it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to make people clamour for that rematch against Adesanya. And I don't think Adesanya is going to be really sort of giving it to him anytime. So it's not really a win-win for him. It's quite the opposite. Yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you. But the thing is, like you just said, with that middleweight division, Till you would assume is going to be out for a little while now. Even if it's less than we think, are they going to wait to give Vittori that chance, that shot again? When coming up, you've got Bobby Knuckles against Calvin Gestalem. Winner of that very likely is going to be coming out and saying, I probably deserve a title shot now. Then who are you going to slot Adesanya in again? So I do think there are some little workings there, some little sort of nooks and crannies that Vittori could get through to get a title shot. You know, if Adesanya is like, OK, let's get, let's get back on the horse. Let's get another win. The Darren Till fight's down the line. When he's recovered, maybe Bobby Knuckles, you know, just for chronological order, Vittori gets a go first. So it's, it's possible. I mean, the problem there is, you've just mentioned it, all three of them lads, Adesanya's already beat. So I think uh, he who shouts <laughs> yeah. loudest gets the fight. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. So Vittori needs to get a bit mean and nasty on uh, Twitter, I reckon, and he might just get the fight. That's the only real way he's going to get it. Yeah, I'm sure he will do as well, to be fair. <laughs> and I think he's capable of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Uh, mean and nasty. Yeah. Was, uh, oh, Danio. Butchered that one, didn't I? Yeah, well, I mean, I can't do much better, to be honest. I think he probably nailed it. Up against Jorgen de Castro. He picked de Castro out last week. Always entertaining. Sparked a couple of people. And then, I mean, Danio. Dan, Dan-ho. Dan-ho. Just, just ferocious, wasn't it? Absolutely sparked him. Great little fight. Always loved the heavyweight. Absolutely sparked him indeed. Yeah, he was out. I'd never heard of him, Joe. I'm sorry to say. I'd never even heard of him. I think he had a pretty slim uh, record. So inexperienced, I believe. It's just these heavyweights, man. They're just there's quite a, scary, there's some, isn't it? There's quite a few little tasty ones coming through now. Got a, got a bit of work to do to catch up, but every week, every other other week, you're seeing a heavyweight come through and put on a decent performance at the moment. They guarantee fireworks, most of in this small cage as well. It's just uh, yes, yeah. Two giants colliding, no room for error, and bang, he's out. So yeah, that was a very very explosive. What was it on the main card? Did that start us off? Can't remember now. Yeah. I've Possibly, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> what else was on there, Joseph? Well, I did, for it. I did like John McDessie. You picked him out last week. Up against Ignacio Bahamondes. Just a fantastic fight. McDessie got the winning decision in the end. But the highlight for me in this one, I don't know if you remember, was how much DC loves the word fettle. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do you remember that from the commentary? Can you put this into uh, a particular sentence? Yeah, I mean, someone... Like, like fine fettle? Yes, and, yeah, Anik said, like, oh, he's looking in fine fettle or something like that. And DC goes, <laughs> man, I just love that word, fettle. <laughs> <laughs> it was just fantastic. So that Did was the Any response or was it just like a deathly silence? Yeah, it was just uh, fettle. Uh, and then they just, a bit of silence, <laughs> and then they just moved on. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, I, I'm gutted. I missed that, you know. But, um, yeah, how, how was the fight, Joe? Yeah, good. It was back and forth. Absolute, uh, uh, you know, war gets overused, but it was really. Bahamondes on debut, maybe, second fight, something like that. Cuts all over the place. He was the much taller, lankier, kind of rangier fighter, if you like, but McDessie just walked in, walked him down, got into that in-between range and just landed bombs. So, good little win for McDessie. Be interesting to see where he goes from there. Someone else who stuck out for me, stuck out for me even. Uh, Matthews Gamrot, so great last name. Beat Scotty Altsman, also who picked him out. Great fighter himself, but the Polish power, another another Polish fighter coming through. Gamrot sparked him again. Nice little prospect. Cracking interview afterwards as well. He said he's here, he's ready, he's going for the title straight away. No messing about. So I'm excited to see where he goes from here as well. KSW champ and somewhere else champ, I think he was. I saw the fight. Um, I, I did miss the interview. Um, obviously, I was watching it live. I was taking that opportunity to make dinner and stuff of that nature. So I did miss the interview. What exactly was he saying? What what weight was this as well? Uh, this just shows my complete lack of understanding. Uh, of what's going on. Lightweight, I think. Possibly light okay. or well. Or, or, or well. Yeah, I just said he's going for the title. He was calling out um, for, for a talk shot almost. He's like, he's ready see, to it? go, yeah. So. It's always difficult when they come from KSW. Obviously, it's a huge organisation in Eastern Europe. But uh, there's mixed, a mixed bag of the success when they mm. come over to the UFC and stuff. So it's good to see someone come hit the ground running and, and go like, and, and call their shot. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's good to see. It's good to see. Tell you what else looked really good, Joe. And we put, the bet out. we put the bet out on uh, Saturday, and it was me who put the bet out, and, I, and you text me saying, oh, I like that Acker, but Mike Perry's a dodgy one there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, nah, it'd be fine or whatever. Daniel Rodriguez is a lot better than I think we thought. He looked absolutely, oh, absolutely. phenomenal. Looked fantastic, didn't he? He, he does look like a, a real challenger to me. He's just crisp striking. I'm no aficionado or anything like that. I'm just a fan. We're both fans, but you can tell when someone's just a level above a certain aspect of Miles the game. And he's just a level above a lot of people I've seen in that division. He just looked unbelievable. Just a sniper. No, yeah, fantastic. And he made, he made mince meat of Mike Perry, really, to be fair. I, mean, I think he cracked his nose first round and, you know, it was downhill from there. So, yeah, fantastic, Daniel Rodriguez. We kind of put him down, but we're well on the train this week. As for the man in the other corner, young Mike Perry, where does he go from here? Obviously, something needs to change, doesn't it, a little bit? I don't know if you saw Darren Till's tweet either. Darren Till just just proved himself a, 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 a mountain of a man with everything he says. But he said, he said, look, you need a team. You need you need people around you. It doesn't matter how much hard work you put in and how much you do your nutrition and you do all this. You need you need team around you. You need people to do anything for you and to tell you where you're going wrong with sort of, you know, without pulling your words. And he, he offered... Cowbon up as well. He said, come over here and train with us if we want. So, you know, we'll probably have to go with what Darren Till says, says here. He needs a solid team behind him, doesn't he? I think he had he had a, a, a fellow fighter, an even less experienced fighter in his corner at the weekend with his wife there as well. He's, he's got to go and get a proper team, hasn't he? Unless you've got any better ideas. Um, no, I mean, I think 
he does need a team. Obviously, we don't want to disparage what Daniel Rodriguez did. Maybe he was just a better fighter on the night, but yeah, you can't yeah, argue yeah. that Mike Perry's form has been up and down ever since he left uh, whatever team he was at before. But if he is going to train a team, Calbon, they need to sack off the ultimate fire and just stick the cameras in there for 12 minutes instead. <laughs> yeah, big time. Because that's yeah. the real entertainment and where the viewers are going to come in. That would be absolute carnage. Won't understand a word what anyone's saying, but it'd be a cracker. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, good good idea. That I think I should go with that. Another good fight. Mackenzie Dern beat Nina Nunes. It was Ansaroff we said last week. It's Nunes, of course. At shame on us. But made easy work again of her, I think. Another another submission finish. Armbar. Kind of writing was on the wall, really, once it went to the ground. So for Mackenzie Dern, is it about that time? She, to be fair, she, she went away and, got, and, and had a child and she's come back and she's she working her way back in. So we're not trying to insinuate that she's been ducking anyone. Far from it. But is it probably about that time that she goes up against those those big girls or big names in those in that division now? Well, she has to. Nina Ansaroff, or excuse me, Nina Nunes, He's, he's always been up there. She's quite underrated for me. She was always perennial top five, top six in a pretty deep division in terms of the, the women's fighters. Mackenzie Dern, I think she has to fight some of them top echelons. But unfortunately, at the top, you've got Wiley Zhang, JJ, Rose, all fantastic strikers. And that's, that's Mackenzie Dern's kryptonite. She, her striking is just miles behind. Yes, I think her grappling is obviously gets you down, you're fucked. That's the... Be on end yes, of it, really. Yeah, yeah. She gets you down, you're screwed. She had that arm bar. There was only 20 seconds left or whatever. I was watching it, but she was. I was like, "This is." She's gonna get it. It looked like Nina was uh, defending quite well, didn't it? But I thought, no, she's gonna get it. She's gonna get it, and she did. Judy delivered. I think she just needs a bit of work. It's a shame. Like we say, we say with these divisions, these uh, these divisions here with the women, a couple of wins, you're right in there with the monsters. I do think she needs a little bit more development, a couple more development fights first before fighting those top two or three I mentioned. But she's certainly got the tools to get there. If she can tighten up her striking, I really do think she can be a bit of a problem for the, the belt holder, whoever it may be. Yeah, and she's with Perillo, I think, isn't she? So one, one of the best ones out there to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. But she did look good, and she was she was on our Acker, Joe. So we, we must have saw something. We've got something right. Another one I like, Julian Marquez. He fought a few weeks ago, and he was up against Sam Alvey this time, and he caught me with a submission, but he kind of... He knocked him down, knocked, knocked his lights out really on on the feet, and Sam Alvey kind of wouldn't go away, so he, he sunk down and put in like a a rear naked choke, no hooks or anything like that. Didn't take the back, just kind of stuck the rear naked choke on as well. So, you know, Sam Alvey not not the greatest of fighters, but a, a, a good win there for Julian Marquez on his return. Uh, so yes, two quick wins after a big layoff. He looks pretty good. Look, he looks like it'll be um, quite exciting in that division to be fair, and could, could potentially challenge. And we have, of course, said uh, Jim Miller, who suffered a defeat, but always good to see him fight. Didn't do himself a disgrace at all. No, nah, I mean, he's never going to retire, so I'm sure he'll get a win soon, big yeah. Jim Miller. <laughs> yeah, it's always sad to see, but um, at least one of the old lads won in uh, John McBessie. But uh, shout out Jim Miller, always a big fan of his. All right, let's get cracking with the news then. <laughs> We've quite a lot of fight announcements for us this week, Matthew. We've got Amanda Hebas up against Angela Hill, May the 8th, cracking fight. Macy Barber up against Miranda Maverick, July 24th, great, great fight. An old favourite, Aspen Lad up against Macy Chiasson, July 24th. So, fantastic little fights in the women's side of the division there. I'll tell you one that does stick out to me, although I'm big fans of Hebas, Hill, Lad. Macy Barber up against Miranda Maverick is very interesting because obviously we know that Macy Barber was kind of 
the next big thing in that division. She was said she was going to go on to be the youngest champ. UFC seemed to like her. She's suffered two losses now. And in that time, Miranda Maverick's come through and picked up a couple of wins. And now everyone's saying she could be the future champ. She's young as well. Don't think she's as young, maybe a year in it. So it's interesting to me how they kind of matched these two so-called prospects, if you like, kind of star, potential stars up against each other so early on. So that one stands out to me out of those three. Yeah, always good to see, though. I mean, these are the sort of fights that Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick should be having, fighting someone at the same sort of level that they're at um, instead of pushing them too far. Like, we've seen it with Macy Barber. She was fighting fighters well more complete um, than her, and she she's lost because of it. So this is the way to do it. Miranda Maverick, remind me, Joe, she she fought recently, right? Yeah, it was I'm like last week up. or a couple of weeks ago. Yes, perfect. Yeah, so this is a great fight. Absolutely great fight. Um, Amanda Hebas, Angela Hill was the one for me. Yeah, fantastic. Hebas must be moving down a division there, perhaps. Um, she's probably having another crack there at 115, but I think that's a cracking fight. Angela Hill, always good value, isn't she? Uh, and Aspen Ladden, don't know much about Macy Chiasson. Chiasson. Put. Chiasson. I know you're a, you're, a big, <laughs> you're a big fan of Aspen Ladden, yeah. So, I am, yeah. Uh, she, she, uh, had, had, she had a tough one. Did she, was it uh, Durandamy she went up against? Who's obviously vastly more experienced, striking. Yeah, I mean, she was like, just fucked at the weigh-ins. Yeah, I remember. yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fainted or, or Truly close to. Yeah, yeah. And then got knocked out in like 20 seconds the next day. <laughs> so not, not a great weekend. But very treacle-heavy, the fight news, Joe. What about the lads? Yeah, so on the lads side, we've got three more. So Neil Magny up against Jeff Neal on May the 8th. Great little fight. Heavyweights, Greg Hardy up against Tai Tuivasa. I think this one's in the works for UFC 264, so not absolutely confirmed there. And then just today, we've actually had Jai Herbert, the Brit, is up against Hanato Moicano, June 26. So, great little fight there for Jai Herbert. Obviously, Moicano, big name, but kind of looking to turn his turn his career around, turn his fortunes around at the back end, whereas Jai Herbert might see this as a nice little opportunity, really. Yeah, cracking fight for Jai Herbert. He was doing really, really well against Trinaldo uh, before getting KO'd in his last outing quite a while ago now. I think that was pre-COVID as well, so a long while ago. Um, but Moicano hasn't looked the same up at lightweight. He was a bit of a monster down at featherweight. He hasn't really got it going, but still carries that name. So it's like you say, it's a yeah. good name for Herbert if he can get the win. Make a go of it in the UFC. Two of Asahadi, that's the one for me. That's a cracking fight. Oh, fantastic fight. That's great fight, matchmaking, isn't yeah. it? Brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. Because like, you know they're going to stand. Toy Vice don't like grappling. No. Hardy don't like grappling. They're both a couple of big lumps. Just swing and see who hits, eh? Yeah, and brilliant. everyone is going to be pulling for a big bam bam, and they there and a shoey over Greg Hardy's head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be so one-sided. It'll be ridiculous. But, yeah, maybe Greg Hardy can upset the books big time with that one. And obviously, Magni and Neil. Magni still chugging along in there. Jeff Neil obviously coming off that loss to Wonderboy. Great fight in the well-weight division. Always always going to deliver them too. So uh, another exciting fight. Yeah, I think that's a perfect fight, to be honest. In match-ups, style-wise, where they are in the division. Yeah, just bang on. So lovely jab. Lovely jab there with all the fight announcements. So let's move on to the entertainment section with L. Kells. What up, mate? What's up? <laughs> so obviously this is where he... Where we start to lose it all a little bit. The first, the first topic we have got: Dustin Poirier calling out Conor McGregor for not sending that promised half a mil, a cool half a mil donation to his charity, the Good Fight Foundation. He's come out and said, 
well, I'll paraphrase, but essentially Poirier said that, you know, you promised this money. We've called you a few times. You ain't got back to us. We still ain't had the money. We ain't heard anything. And Connor's come back and said, well, you didn't have no plan, so I'm not just going to give you any money. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess all that's a little bit by the by, but essentially the, why, why it's so my important is because uh, Connor Connor said the fight is off, isn't he? He said, he said I thought it was quite weird. He said he's you're going to pay with your brain for this, which I assume means he's going to beat him up. And then he said the fight was off. So, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do. It would make much more sense to, if you are going to beat him up, do it in the octagon and get paid for it. But it's all just a, a little bit bit of nonsense. The fight isn't off, is it? Um, no, it's not off, Joe. No. <laughs> it's all very boring to me. Yeah. It's all very boring to me. I, I don't mind a little jibe here and there. I think Poirier's been quite good on uh, social, actually. And I think he's just irked Connor a little bit and Connor's just reverted to type. The whole Mr. Nice Guy thing <laughs> yeah, didn't last very long. Just lost it, didn't he? It's just completely lost it. It's just boring. <laughs> it's just boring. I, I actually think that, that Connor's lucky that Poirier's fighting him, to be honest. It gives him some relevance. Mm. Yeah, no, no, it does. It does. It keeps him in the game. It keeps him in the game. So, What about some more beef then? Jan Sterling. Petter Jan. Aljamain Sterling, obviously, after what happened in their last fight. A bit more beef here. I think essentially it's saying that Sterling wants a bit more time. He's kind of delaying. Jan says, no, come on, get the fight now. And he's kind of saying, you are faking and all that stuff. But more beef. Are you a little bit more interested in this one? I'm a little bit more interested, purely because like going into the last fight between Jan and Sterling, I was all over Sterling. I was a big fan of him. But I think he's slowly but surely just turning people against him one one moment after the other, whether it be the, the so-called play acting, which I don't necessarily agree with, celebrating with the belt behind closed doors and stuff when he said he don't want the belt. And now he's looking to go out for, for surgery. And I, I read October, he'll be back. Oh, really? So... It's, I, I can see why Jan's getting a little bit pissed off here. And I, I just, it's just interesting to see the sort of heel and face turn, the double turn. So Jan becoming the fan favourite here and Sterling being the, the bad guy. Um, what do you make of it, Joe? I mean, I think it's all a little bit of tittle-tattle on social media. Of course. But, but it's, it's good to see. I think it'll make the, the rematch much bigger than the first match was. Obviously, there'll be fans as well, so we'll have a true gauge of who the fans actually like out of the two. But I think it's just interesting to see that the, the turn in Sterling. I think it's actually making them a bigger star. But I think for the wrong reasons. Yeah, obviously, don't know, dude. Don't really know what's going on. But it is a little bit like, right, I, I, I was going to say, it's a little bit like he's got the title, kind of, however that went down. He's like, right, nice little break now. Get a surgery booked in. That'll be a bit more time off. I'll just ride the coattails of being UFC champion. But then, like, he is UFC champion. Like, they don't... Uh, he is so. Yeah. He, he he is with a big asterisk. Go of course, of course. But who you know, sees him as the champion? If you if let's say being a champion puts an extra thirty forty five percent on your earning potential for that time, and it, it it would still it would if this is a, if this is concocted in any way where it's like right this is a fantastic time to get me surgery. I don't really want the rematch and that kind of thing. And it's a little bit slimy. Yeah, I'd probably do the same though. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, but but on the other side of it, you got to like he got shafted for for a couple of years in yeah. not getting a title shot, and now he's probably like like you're saying, right? I've got to hang on to this while I can, sort myself out while I can. Um, otherwise, I might not get another shot if he didn't have the belt. So I don't. Yeah, I can see it from both sides, but it's just interesting to see the little development no, yeah, there. You can just see Jan raging, his yeah. teeth gritted as he's yeah. diving. You know he's just not happy bunny at all. 
that should be an absolute delta of a fight when it does come round. Whether whether it's in October, July, wherever. But yeah, interest, keep an eye on it. Another absolute belter of a fight, Jake Paul Ben Askren this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, look, we, we spoke about it last week. We we're having a bit of a laugh for the most part, but I think we do hope Ben Askren wins. You know, I'm not I'm not as emotionally tied into it as you are. I know you developed quite a deep, quite a, a deep and meaningful hatred of Jake Paul. So there is that. But for me, I'd like to see Ben Askren win. You know, do you think he will? He's he's got to win. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I don't know what... It, all I've to, done is see him fight MMA and shadow box. <laughs> and his striking didn't look good in either. Which is <laughs> a bit of a worry. But at the end of the day, he's fighting a YouTuber. So, like... I don't know. It's this Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. It's this weekend. Um, I don't know how to watch it at all, but I, I, I'm actually up for it. It's a massive worry for my general personality and well-being. Especially with that top knot as well. With a Tottenham, I'm just slowly losing it. We said the other day about Joe Rogan just going off <laughs> yeah. the edge. I'm following shortly behind like a lemming. You've got too big for your own boots. I've got too big, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. It's this move, Joe. I've got this, this move I'm, I'm doing at the minute. I'm too stressed out. Sending the loop me. All right, then. Well, on, slightly uh, more serious, on a slightly more serious note, Venom. Yeah, let's, let's get serious. Venom. Well, it's not that serious, but it's, it's only clothing, apparel. But uh, Venom have replaced... <laughs> Reebok uh, as the apparel provider and um, so what I wanted to come in here and discuss this and get a little bit arsy about it and have a little bit of a go at them and stuff like that but because I saw I saw pictures of it online on the Venom stuff I thought that looks quite shit so I was ready I was ready to have a go and then and then to be fair when I watched them at the weekend I thought they looked quite good I do think the designs are quite good I think they look quite sleek and quite smart the only thing I would say and it's the same thing I said before with Reebok I would still prefer a little bit of customization. I do understand why you can't go fully, make your own shorts, stick your own sponsors on, do whatever you want, because it, it can look a little bit shit as well. So overall, I do like it, and I can't really shit on it as much as I, I, would, I would have perhaps wanted to. I do just a little space somewhere where maybe you can have your country's badge or your name or your daughter's name or like a, a some sort of message, as long as it's not too like political or stuff, or like an image, your team's image or your camp's logo i would still like a little bit something along those lines but otherwise on this quite serious subject i, I was i was quite happy with him i was quite impressed to be fair I, I didn't really notice much difference to be honest until i someone pointed it out on instagram that there was a new fight kit so i, I thought they looked pretty samey to be honest oh yeah they i mean they haven't, right. they haven't gone yeah revolutionized but when 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 reebok first come out they were slated they were it was such a change from before where it was just customised as you like. Because it's just been a bit of a seamless transition, I think everyone's fine with it. Um, I think they will they will get better. Venom are fight wear orientated. That's their yeah. MO, isn't it? That's what they're about. Reebok aren't so much. So I think I fully expect over the next year to see some uh, better kits. I don't know what the deal is. I remember before when Reebok first came out, people were getting slated because they were getting like two grand fires for each fight or whatever. So I don't know what the difference is with Venom. If they're getting a better deal from them, more power to them. But I have no idea on the numbers, Joe. No. I, I can't comment, and I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> All right, that wraps up the news then. So we've got another little decent card to get into at the weekend. I mean, you probably look at the main, the top two fights of the big ones. First one, main event being absolutely massive. Robert Whitaker, Bobby Nux up against Calvin, Kelvin Gastelum, stepping up on kind of semi-short notice. 
So great fight this one again. Middleweight division. Title shot possibly in contention for whoever wins this. But, you know, probably quite likely with the Darren Till injury, like we discussed a minute ago, winner here gets a title shot. So where do you think it's going to go? Kelvin Gastelum obviously turned around his bad run of form, got a couple of wins. Bobby Nux himself. Lost to Adesanya, come back, two massive wins himself. So, you know, kind of similar positions in lots of ways, both of these fighters. But for me, probably favouring Bobby Nux. I don't know if that's just because I've always been a big fan of him. Seems like a fantastic bloke. So, you know, if I think if Robert Whitaker turns up on form like we know he can, do think he's probably got enough to get through Gastelum. Not go through him, but get past him. He's the second best middleweight in the world, isn't he? Bobby Nuts. Yeah. He, but, and there's like no real question. I think you've got Adesanya miles ahead of everyone. Then you've got Bobby Knuckles solidified. He's constantly the number one contender, which I think is the issue because for some reason people don't want to see that rematch with Adesanya. I think we're in a position here with Gastelum, who's had a very, very rocky road of it bar the last fight. And he's more likely to get a shot, I think, with a win uh, Saturday night than Whitaker. Because, I think, because of the first fight that them two had. Because of the first fight yeah. them two had. If you look at the Vittori fight with Adesanya, Gastelum and Bobby Knuckles, he creamed Bobby Knuckles. He's probably the third of the three. Um, Vittori done okay, but Gastelum had him in serious, serious trouble in one of the fights of the year. So I think Gastelum here, despite his rocky record over the last couple of years, bar the last fight, gets a win Saturday night. And he's fighting uh, Adesanya for the title, as you mentioned, with Till out for so long. So I think... And also thought with the first fight when this was meant, uh, meant to be happening a couple of years ago that I thought that Gaston's a poor matchup for, for Robert Whitaker. I think he's just he's just got that style. He just seems like he's got them bombs in his left hand and I think he could knock him out. Whitaker's got so much better over the last couple of years as well. though. So I think it's just an amazing fight to watch. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's probably a better fight than the Costa-Whitaker fight. I've been looking forward to this one for, for years now and I'm just buzzing to see it. Who's going to win? I've got a sneaky feeling for Gaslam. I think he's going to get a bit of retribution here, and I think he's going to come back and uh, find himself fighting for the title. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it'd be quite heartbreaking to see Bobby Knuckles lose. I, I must admit, I don't like to see that happen, but I'm uh, big fan of Gaslam as well. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Got a bit of jeopardy between ourselves there with our picks. Co-main event is a decent one as well. Jeremy Stevens up against Drakkar Close. So this would be a good fight. I mean, all Jeremy Stevens fights are a good fight. Drakkar Close, good fighter. I believe, let me just check his record. That's it. So he's coming off a loss to Benil Darius, if you remember. The perennially underrated. Won three in a row before that. So, yeah, Drakkar Close probably on a little bit more of an upward trajectory against Jeremy Stevens. Stevens has lost a lot in a row here, hasn't he? A few, I think, so, yeah. Are they using his name to big up Drakkar Close or are they trying to give him a pick-me-up for Jeremy Stevens? I really hope the latter. I hope Stevens does get a win. I mean, He'd be losing five or six in a row at this rate. No one wants to see that. Close, a bit of a divisive character from memory. He does chat some breeze during fights, I think. I think he does. <laughs> so so we might see a bit of bit of venom here. So I'm pulling for Stevens, but I don't mind Drakkar Close either. So either way, it's going to be a good fight. Another one I picked out, Andre Arlovsky is obviously fighting, but he's fighting uh, Chase Sherman, who's got a little bit of an interesting story. He obviously he got uh, dropped from the UFC. And he went away and fought on a lesser promotion. Can't remember which one. Let me get the exact promotion for you, Matthew. Island fights. So he had to go away and have three fights there. Won them all. Came back and won his UFC re-debut, if you like. His, his second debut. TKO and elbow. So potentially Chase Sherman. 
you look at his record previous to that, lost three in the UFC, Justin Willis, Augusto Sakai, Shamil Abdurakimov, all, all good fighters, gone away, won three more, come back to the UFC, won that one, up against Arlovsky. You know, potentially, it's going to be a big big night for Chase Sherman, this one. Classic gatekeeper, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Big Andre. Faults, yeah. Well, heavy, any, anything can happen with heavyweights. I mean, I don't know how much longer Andre Arlovsky's going to have to go on for here before he does pack it in, but as it is, he seems to be fighting every other week, and let's enjoy him while we can, eh? Yeah, and another heavyweight fight, as we mentioned, every other week there's a good heavyweight fight now. One I picked out, you've got Alexander Romanov up against Juan Espino. Romanov, he's had two UFC fights, both of them submission wins. One was an arm triangle, one was a forearm choke. And you've got Juan Espino, he's from Tough. He, had, he won two fights by submission in a row there, made his debut, won that one by submission as well. I think it was a scarfold. So potentially you've got either a huge, heavy as fuck, Grappling match going on with submissions flying up everywhere. Or they're going to cancel each other out and just throw down for, for three rounds. So I would keep your eyes peeled for that heavyweight fight on the card there. Because like we said, we've got, got a few good ones coming through at the moment. Might be a little hidden gem there, Joe. It's a, very, a bit of a rarity, isn't it? Two big lads rolling around. So you don't, you don't really get that that often. It's normally two two lumps, Brian Lever. Um, I'd love to see it, a technical grappling match. Particularly with the big lads because it's so uh, unusual. So yeah, keep your eye out for that one. For me, it is um, it is the main event. It's all about the main event. Um, I'm sure there'll be some fighters on there where we don't know who make a name for themselves. It always happens. There's always some highlight reel that we'll we'll see weeks to come with brand new st- uh, fighters hitting the scene. But for me, it's that main event. It's got big repercussions in the middleweight division, and I can't wait to see it. And that's the show for this week. I think. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We are Mustard MMA. We are Mustard MMA. Uh-huh. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, Mustard MMA and at the Mustard MMA, mustardmma.com for all your blog posts as well. Like, subscribe, share, comment, tell your friends, tell your old girl as well. Let her know what's going on. Other than that, we'll catch you next time. Laters. Get your barnets done. <laughs>